Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. For your morning, all the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Ballantyne with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. As of this moment, no invasion of Ukraine by Russia, as Russia's president is signaling his willingness to negotiate with the United States and NATO. Hillary Clinton in New York yesterday ignoring a reporter's questions about her allegations that her presidential campaign mined White House and Trump Tower servers to try to link Donald Trump to Russia. New York City's Mayor Eric Adams went on a rant against the media yesterday, threatening to stop fielding off-topic questions. More details unfolding surrounding that horrific fatal stabbing of a 35-year-old Korean-American woman after being followed into her Chinatown apartment early Sunday. Attorneys for Sarah Palin may appeal after she lost her defamation lawsuit against the New York Times yesterday. A Manhattan federal jury found Palin's attorneys failed to prove malice in her defamation suit. There has been no invasion of Ukraine by Russian military troops as of right now. Russian President Vladimir Putin said Tuesday he is ready, though, to engage in negotiations with the United States and NATO over limiting missile deployments in Eastern Europe. Putin, speaking at a joint news conference with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, called the buildup a direct and immediate threat to Russia's national security. There are some points in the answers we are not only ready to discuss. In fact, it was us who suggested our partners discuss them back in the years. Regarding European security, certain weapon systems, I mean the middle and short-range missiles, military transparency, we are ready to continue our work. Putin has demanded that the United States and its allies bar Ukraine from joining NATO, that Western forces be rolled back from Eastern Europe, and that missile systems not be deployed in Ukraine. Putin, of course, has amassed more than 130,000 troops and heavy equipment on the country's western border with Ukraine, as well as participating in joint military drills in Belarus and conducting naval maneuvers in the Black Sea. Hillary Clinton in New York City yesterday, ignoring a reporter's questions about her campaign, allegedly infiltrating Trump and White House servers to try and link then-presidential candidate Donald Trump to Russia during the 2016 presidential campaign. Clinton was asked about these allegations as she and her daughter Chelsea emerged from a Filipino restaurant in Queens. How much did your campaign spend to spy on Trump? Why won't you answer any questions about spying on Trump, Hillary? The former Secretary of State and her daughter were inside the restaurant for about three hours yesterday and appeared to be filming. A Friday court filing by special counsel John Durham alleges Clinton's 2016 campaign paid a tech firm to infiltrate Trump Tower servers and later White House servers 
in a bid to establish a link between Trump and Russia. Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman is charged with making a false statement to a federal agent as part of the special counsel's investigation. New York City Mayor Eric Adams went on a rant yesterday. The new New York City mayor threatening to stop fielding off-topic questions during his press conferences. Adams also blasted the Big Apple's news organizations over what he said was their lack of racial diversity. This is really unfortunate. And what I saw in the papers and in the news today. Really unfortunate. And if this is how this is going to be, then I'm just going to come in, do my announcements and bounce. New York City Mayor Eric Adams met with legislative leaders in Albany Monday in a failed bid to roll back bail reform laws. The closed door meeting included Senate Majority Leader Andrew Stewart Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty. Bail reform blamed for putting many potentially dangerous pretrial defendants right back out onto the streets. In an ironic development, ironic twist here, a former co-worker tells the New York Post that the 35-year-old Korean-American woman stabbed to death after being followed into her Chinatown apartment early Sunday had worked to fight against anti-Asian hate. 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee and other Asian employees at the music platform Splice had formed a channel at the company for mutual support. That following a deadly shooting rampage in the Atlanta area in March of 2021, where six of the victims were Asian women. Police say a homeless man, 25-year-old Asimad Nash, followed her from the street into her Chinatown apartment. Asimad, Asimad, why did you kill Christina? Huh? Why did you kill her? I didn't kill nobody. You didn't kill her because she was Asian? I didn't kill nobody. Why you? Why have you been arrested then? Prosecutors said that Lee, found dead in her bathtub, had been stabbed more than 40 times. Surveillance footage obtained by the Post shows Nash trailing Lee when she returned home around 4.20 Sunday morning. All right, 77 WABC time check, 507. Jacqueline Carl has traffic and transit. Good morning. We have a big problem on Long Island. You want to avoid Sunrise Highway in both directions at all costs. We have all lanes closed in both directions. That because of an accident involving a tanker truck that crashed into several commercial buildings and caught fire. So you're going to see police, EMS all over the place. Just stay away from Sunrise Highway until we let you know that's all cleared up. Long Island Railroad, we're seeing delays now. Five to ten minutes on the Ronkonkoma branch, that because of a police investigation. And then heading over now to the five boroughs, we have um, alternate side parking rules in effect for today. And we do have some construction still on the Verrazano Bridge lower level in both directions. Taking a look at the Hudson Valley, that uh, off-ramp is still closed at 87 northbound at Hall Place. It's closed for emergency water main repairs. It's been out there for a while, so you're probably used to that. In New Jersey, uh, we're looking good at all the Hudson River crossings in and outbound George Lincoln Holland. I'm Jacqueline Carl with your 77 WABC traffic update. And thanks, Jacqueline. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Warmer day today, mostly sunny skies. Our high is near 44. The wind chill between 15 and 25. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies. Temperature drops for a bit, but then it rises back to 43 degrees by early morning. Tomorrow we have just a 20% chance of rain after 4 p.m., mostly cloudy skies and the high near 60, even warmer tomorrow. 
Right now, just above the freezing mark, 33 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. And continuing with your top five at five, former vice presidential candidate and Alaska governor Sarah Palin. She has lost her defamation lawsuit against the New York Times. A Manhattan federal jury yesterday found that the Times did not defame Palin in a 2017 editorial. The jury verdict came a day after the judge in this case, Judge Jed Rakoff, said he would dismiss the complaint because Palin had failed to prove the Times acted with malice. Here's Palin's attorney, Kenneth Turkle. He says he may file an appeal. We obviously have our own view of the evidence and the law and the facts that came out during this trial. And as you all have done all week and last week, you've gleaned from it what you gleaned. We're going to evaluate all our options uh, for appeal all of our options for any further motion practice uh, in court at the trial level uh, and take it from there. As for now, Palin will not be awarded damages in the case. The suit claimed that the Times and editorial page editor James Bennett had allegedly acted with actual malice towards Palin when they published a 2017 editorial linking her political action committee to a 2011 deadly mass shooting that wounded Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. Well, continuing now, a bit more about that tragic story out of Lower Manhattan. The Manhattan landlord of stabbing victim Christina Lee slammed New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx for pinning the crime surge on child tax credits expiring. The landlord here is Brian Chin. He called the left-wing progressive unbelievably naive and completely irresponsible for comments she made the day after Christina Yuna Lee was stabbed 40 times in Manhattan's Chinatown at her apartment. Here's Chin on Fox News. My response is that that is an unbelievably naive statement uh, and completely irresponsible on behalf of her. <clears throat> but it also shows the amount of uh, distance that our elected officials have from the actual community themselves. AOC told The New Yorker in a story published on Monday that the government was contributing to the surge in crime by allowing the child tax credit to expire. Lee's suspected killer, Asimad Nash, is charged with sexually motivated burglary. It suggests a possible motive for the brutal killing. He is also charged with her murder. He was on supervised release for assault and criminal mischief, and he'd been arrested a dozen times, raising questions about bail reform in New York State. There's been an increase in women buying pepper spray following the death of Christina Unali down in Chinatown. The New York Post spoke with nearly a dozen women Tuesday who said they no longer feel safe in the Big Apple. Five businesses that sell pepper spray that have either seen a recent uptick in sales or more women purchasing the self-defense tool. Here's Chinatown resident Susan Lee. I beg you beg you to bring the safety our community deserves. And according to state law, pepper spray is legal to carry in New York by anybody who's over the age of 18 who has not been convicted of a felony or an assault. It can only be used, though, for purposes of self-defense. Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said yesterday he will not not make a run in New York's recently redrawn 11th Congressional District despite the fact that it includes his hometown of Park Slope, Brooklyn. The decision after de Blasio made calls to potential supporters. De Blasio was considering making a primary challenge against Democrat Max Rose, who's trying to win back his congressional seat in the 11th after being beaten by Republican Nicole Maliotakis in 2020. 
Rose has officially announced a bid to try and regain his congressional seat. Now that you have access to legal betting, uh, particularly in New York, where mobile wagering has been such a huge hit in its first month, um, that more people have access to legal regulated sports books. And so they're they're taking advantage of that opportunity and they're migrating away from the traditional corner bookie or an offshore illegal website. And our apologies. That is not an actuality of Max Rose. We'll try to have that for you later on during the early news. Meanwhile, de Blasio also, you might remember, dropped a potential bid to seek the Democratic nomination for governor of New York. And more on elections. A progressive Democrat is retiring from Congress. New York Representative Kathleen Rice yesterday announced she will not seek reelection to Congress. Now, she's a 30th Democrat to depart the House of Representatives headed into the 2022 midterms. Here's Rice back in 2017. Give away to the wealthy and big corporations. It adds trillions to the debt and pays for it on the backs of the middle class. Half of my constituents on Long Island deduct their state and local taxes, an average of more than $23,000. Under this bill, that disappears. Only 13 Republicans have also said they will not contest their seats later this year. The GOP will need to pick up a net of six seats to regain the majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. Rice is an attorney. She served as assistant DA in Brooklyn before being appointed as an assistant U.S. attorney in 1999. She has announced yet, though, announced her future plans. All right, 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Just ice hockey last night as all three local teams were in action. Let's begin in Newark where the Devils welcomed in the Tampa Bay Lightning up 3-1 to one with less than five minutes remaining in the second frame. The Devs couldn't manage to keep their foot on the gas as the Lightning would go on to score five unanswered goals and route to a 6-3 to three win. Devs fall to 17 and 28 overall and are now 19 points removed from a playoff spot. Maybe next year, Devils fans. As for the Islanders, they didn't fare much better in Buffalo as Sabres winger Victor Olofsson buried two third-period goals to put away the Isles by a score of 6-3. to three. They sit at 11th in the Eastern Conference standings, and their playoff hopes look rather bleak as well. They'll be back at it tomorrow night at home against the Bruins. The one local bright spot on the ice this season was back on the wagon last night in the New York Rangers. They kicked off their second half with a 2-1 to shootout victory at home over the Boston Bruins. Keandre Miller netted the game winner for the Blue Shirts in the ninth round of said shootout as the Rangers now settle into the five seed in the Eastern Conference, just four points removed from the top dog, Lightning. Rangers have the Detroit Red Wings next tomorrow night at the Garden. As for hardwood futures, excuse me, we get treated to a cross-borough bout between the Nets and Knicks tonight at the Garden. That tip-off is set for a 7.30 p.m. start time. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. All right, thanks. Justin Jacqueline Carls at the traffic desk. Good morning, Deb. We're looking at Long Island first. We have a big problem. Sunrise Highway, both sides, east and westbound, a truck around 
115 this morning crashed into several commercial buildings and caught fire. You're going to see a lot of emergency vehicles here on both sides. Avoid that at all costs. Long Island Railroad delays of about 10 minutes on the Ronkonkoma branch uh, because of a police investigation. Now we're headed over to the five boroughs, and I can tell you that Verrazano Bridge, uh, eastbound and westbound on the lower level, still closed for construction, so you want to go for the upper there. Heading over to the Hudson Valley, we have that off-ramp closed on 87 northbound at Hall Place, Exit 1, and that's for emergency repairs. Otherwise, we're looking good. Taking a look on Long Island, I don't have any problems reported on the LIE northern or southern state. Alternate side is in effect for today, and I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic update on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, our highs 44 overnight, mostly cloudy skies, the low down to only 42. We do have a 20% chance of rain tomorrow late afternoon other than that mostly cloudy skies a high tomorrow near 60 right now in the city 33 degrees clear skies frank morano has your business report i'm frank morano with your business report wall street closed out yesterday in the green on the apparent easing of tensions over ukraine all three major averages gained one percent or more as russia said it began withdrawing troops near the ukrainian border at the closing bell the dow jones gained 423 points the s p 500 rose 69 and the nasdaq jumped 349 points wholesale prices accelerated again in january as strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply chain snarls continued to fuel the highest inflation in decades. The Labor Department said yesterday that its producer price index surged 9.7% in January from a year ago, slightly below the 12-year high of 9.8% notched in November and December. But in an unexpected turn, 1% in January on a monthly basis, well above the revised gain of 0.4% in December. President Joe Biden and Democratic lawmakers are weighing a federal gas tax holiday as prices reach record levels and the party faces an uphill battle in November's midterm election. The White House is open to the idea as it seeks to combat energy prices that are rising. The federal gas tax is 18.4 cents per gallon for standard gasoline and 24.4 cents per gallon for diesel fuel. And finally, Chipotle, known for its guacamole, could be just weeks away from an avocado supply problem after U.S. authorities unexpectedly paused imports of the popular fruit from Mexico due to a threat against plant inspectors. While Chipotle has diversified its sourcing in recent years, the chain still relies on shipments from Mexico, the main U.S. supplier of avocados for the key menu item. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. All right, taking a look at Dow futures this morning. They are down slightly. The Dow down 19 points. The S&P 500 down three points and a quarter. The Nasdaq has fallen 5.75. Gold, silver, and crude all in the green. Gold up $3.70 and out. Silver up a fraction. Crude oil is up 73 cents a barrel. 77 WABC time check 520. Deborah Valentine with your early news. The White House on Monday refused to be drawn into that growing controversy over claims that Hillary Clinton's allies tried to smear Donald Trump and whether Internet data collection amounted to spying. Three times, Joe Biden's principal deputy press secretary was asked about this, whether the president had any concerns about campaigns hacking into opponents' computer systems to try and gather dirt. 
And three times during the White House daily briefing, Corinne Jean-Pierre referred all questions to the U.S. Department of Justice. So that's something I can't speak to from this podium, so I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Is, is what was in that report monitoring Internet traffic, is, is that spying? Again, I can't speak to that report. You, I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Generally speaking, with monitoring Internet traffic, I refer you to the Department of Justice. The back and forth followed that legal filing in special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the Russia investigation. It alleged that a tech executive linked to Clinton's 2016 campaign gained access to Internet traffic at Trump Tower and the White House with the intention of collecting dirt on former President Donald Trump. Speaking of President Joe Biden, a new civics poll released that only four states, it shows, have a higher approval rating for Biden than disapproval. Those four states are Hawaii, Vermont, Massachusetts and Maryland. None of those four states, though, reached the 50 percent approval threshold. Overall, this new poll shows Biden's approval rating at just 34 percent to 57 percent disapproval. The state with the worst results for Biden is Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, state of West Virginia, where the president has just a 16 percent approval rate and a 79 percent disapproval rate. Five swing states that went blue back in 2020 have approvals for Biden in the low 30s. It was revealed yesterday that former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo allegedly attacked a female ABC News temporary worker when she denied his proposition for sex during a lunch in his office. According to The New York Times, the accusation was made to CNN lawyers in December, hours after Cuomo was suspended for advising his brother, then New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, how to dodge his own sexual harassment accusations. The host, of course, fired days later. Here's the younger Cuomo on his radio show back in December. Uh, It's embarrassing, but I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. The report said the unnamed accuser had come forward after Cuomo was suspended from the network on November 30th for helping his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, try to beat back the multiple allegations that ultimately ended his political career. Families of Sandy Hook victims have reached a $73 million settlement. They did so on Tuesday in their lawsuit against Remington Arms. Remington manufactured the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle used to kill 20 children and six staff members in the 2012 massacre at Sandy Hook. Nine families brought a class action lawsuit in 2014 against Remington Arms, which made the weapon used in the mass shooting, claiming the gunmaker sought to sell the military-grade weapon to the mentally ill. Here's attorney Josh Koskoff, who represents plaintiffs in the lawsuit. So the settlement is $73 million. That's all there was. That's all there was. You really have not had, you're really in a, in a situation that is very unique when you experience something like somebody being told they're getting a certain amount of money, a lot of money, and having that hurt, having that hurt. These families, they would pay everything. They'd give it all back just for one minute. That would be true justice.
Remington declared bankruptcy for the second time in 2020 due to debt incurred from legal fees. The gun manufacturer has maintained that gunman Adam Lanza was solely responsible for the horrific tragedy. Remington had offered the families a $33 million settlement in July of 2021, about $3.7 million per family, less than half of what ultimately will be doled out. Shooter Adam Lanza died after turning the AR-15 on himself following the massacre. Well, heading out to California, California's top health official says he anticipates being able to drop the state's controversial school mask policy within weeks. Here's Dr. Mark Galley. He's secretary of the California Department of Health and Human Services on Fox 11 out in L.A. I would say uh, the message today, which I hope is clear, is today a change isn't being made. But in two weeks, confirming that the data continues to be where it is, taking the time to prepare and work with the school community and communities at large that we anticipate making the change at that point. Other liberal-leaning states like Connecticut, Delaware, and Massachusetts have also lifted school mask mandates in recent weeks. It remains in effect here in New York. Lawyers for Helena Hutchins' family have filed a wrongful death lawsuit against actor Alec Baldwin. They did so Tuesday. They also released a chilling video reenacting the movie set shooting that killed the cinematographer. The footage is titled Killing of Helena Hutchins on the Set of Rust. It uses computer-generated figures of Baldwin and others. It includes the moment the star allegedly pulled the trigger of what was supposed to have been a prop gun with blank bullets. Here's Hutchins' family attorney, Brian Panish. In the lawsuit, as you can see, names Alec Baldwin and others who were responsible for the safety on the set and whose reckless behavior and cost-cutting led to the senseless and tragic death of Helena Hutchins. Baldwin is accused of firing the single bullet that hit and killed Hutchins and also injured director Joel Souza back in October while filming in New Mexico. Baldwin has not been charged and an investigation is ongoing. 77 WABC Time Check 527. Let's head over to Jacqueline Carl with Traffic and Transit. Still that big problem on Long Island. Sunrise Highway in both directions, eastbound and westbound between Center Avenue and North Park Avenue, completely shut down. All lanes are closed for an accident involving a tanker truck that crashed into several commercial buildings and caught fire. You're going to see every type of police and EMS on this. You just want to avoid it at all costs. We'll let you know when that clears up. And then on the Long Island Railroad, we're still dealing with delays up to 10 minutes on the Ronkonkoma branch. That because of police investigation in Ronkonkoma. Taking a look at the five boroughs we have on eastbound BQE between Hamilton Avenue and Cadman Plaza. Just everybody heading to work. Just a lot of stop and go traffic. Taking a look at New Jersey now. We have some stop and go traffic. Route 1, Middlesex County between uh, Route 514 and Woodbridge Avenue. And other than that, you have a pretty good ride. Alternate side is in effect for today. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the sevens on 77 WABC. All right. Thanks, Jacqueline. And taking a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. All a bit warmer than it has been. Mostly sunny skies today are high near 44. The overnight low just 42. We do have a 20% chance of rain tomorrow late afternoon, mostly cloudy skies. And tomorrow, even warmer, the high near 60. Right now, 33 degrees in the Big Apple with clear skies. 
I have one more story to tell you about before heading to the break. And uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau under fire. He's been accused of bringing martial law to Canada. The Prime Minister has evoked the rarely used Emergencies Act. He did so on Monday to bolster police presence all across Canada to crack down on those Freedom Convoy protesters. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression. But these blockades are illegal. And if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. Under the Emergencies Act, the government introduced measures intended to cut off protesters' funding and also took steps to reinforce provincial and local law enforcement with federal cops. Canada's four premiers also spoke out opposing Trudeau's plan, calling it a dangerous act of overreach. The 1988 Emergencies Act, previously known as the War Measures Act, has been used only once before in peacetime. 77 WABC Time Check 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. We'll be back with more news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. The Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 5.30. As of this moment, no invasion of Ukraine by Russia, as Russia's president is signaling his willingness to negotiate with the United States and NATO. Hillary Clinton in New York Tuesday ignored a reporter's questions about allegations her presidential campaign mined White House and Trump Tower servers to try to link Donald Trump to Russia. New York City Mayor Eric Adams went on a rant yesterday against the media, threatening to stop fielding off-topic questions. More details are unfolding surrounding the horrific fatal stabbing of a 35-year-old Korean-American woman after she was followed into her Chinatown apartment early Sunday and killed. Attorneys for Sarah Palin say they may be appealing after she lost her defamation lawsuit Against the New York Times yesterday, a Manhattan federal jury found Palin's attorneys failed to prove malice in her defamation lawsuit. There has been no invasion of Ukraine being reported this morning by Russian military troops as of right now. Russian President though Vladimir Putin said Tuesday he is ready to engage in negotiations with the United States and NATO over limiting missile deployments to Eastern Europe. Putin, speaking at a joint news conference with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, called the buildup a direct and immediate threat to Russia's national security. There are some points in the answers we are not only ready to discuss. In fact, it was us who suggested our partners discuss them back in the years regarding European security, certain weapon systems, I mean, the middle and short-range missiles, military transparency. We are ready to continue our work. Putin has demanded that the U.S. and its allies bar Ukraine from joining NATO, that Western forces be rolled back from Eastern Europe, and that missile systems not be deployed in Ukraine. Hillary Clinton in New York City yesterday ignoring a reporter's questions about her campaign allegedly infiltrating Trump and White House servers to try and link then-presidential candidate Donald Trump to Russia during the 2016 presidential campaign. Clinton was asked about the allegations as she and her daughter Chelsea emerged from a Filipino restaurant in Queens. How much did your campaign spend to spy on Trump? Why won't you answer any questions about spying on Trump, Hillary? 
The former Secretary of State and her daughter were inside the restaurant for about three hours and appeared to be filming. A Friday court filing by special counsel John Durham alleged Clinton's 2016 campaign paid a tech firm to infiltrate Trump Tower servers and later White House servers in a bid to establish a link between Trump and Russia. Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman is charged with making a false statement to a federal agent as part of the special counsel's investigation. New York City's new mayor, Eric Adams, went on a rant yesterday. The new mayor threatening to stop fielding off-topic questions during his press conferences. He also blasted the Big Apple's news organizations over what he said was their lack of racial diversity. This was really unfortunate. And what I saw in the papers and in the news today, really unfortunate. And if this is how this is going to be, then I'm just going to come in, do my announcements and bounce. New York City Mayor Eric Adams met with legislative leaders up in Albany Monday in a failed bid to try to roll back bail reform laws. The closed-door meeting included Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hastie. Bail reform is blamed by many for putting many potentially dangerous pretrial defendants back onto the streets. In an ironic twist, a former co-worker tells the New York Post that the 35-year-old Korean-American woman stabbed to death after being followed into her Chinatown apartment early Sunday had worked to fight against anti-Asian hate. 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee and other Asian employees at the music platform Splice formed a channel at the company for mutual support that after a deadly shooting rampage in the Atlanta area in March of 2021 where six of the female victims were Asian women. Police say a homeless man, 25-year-old Asimad Nash, allegedly followed her from the street into her Chinatown apartment. Asimad, Asimad, why did you kill Christina? Huh? Why did you kill her? I didn't kill nobody. You didn't kill her because she was Asian? I didn't kill nobody. Well, why you? Why have you been arrested then? Prosecutors said Lee, found dead in her bathtub, had been stabbed more than 40 times. Surveillance footage obtained by the Post shows Nash trailing Lee when she returned home around 4.20 Sunday morning. Former vice presidential candidate and Alaska governor Sarah Palin has lost her defamation lawsuit against the New York Times. A Manhattan federal jury Tuesday found that the Times did not defame Palin in a 2017 editorial. The jury verdict came a day after the judge in the case, Judge Jed Rakoff, said he would dismiss the complaint because Palin had failed to prove the Times acted with malice. Here's Palin's attorney. It's Kenneth Turkle. He says he may file an appeal. We obviously have our own view of the evidence and the law and the facts that came out during this trial. And as you all have done all week and last week, you've gleaned from it what you glean. We're going to evaluate all our options uh, for appeal, all of our options for any further motion practice uh, in court at the trial level uh, and take it from there. So for now, Palin will not be awarded damages in the case. The suit claimed that the Times and editorial page editor James Bennett had acted with actual malice towards Palin when they published a 2017 editorial linking her political action committee, or PAC, to a 
2011 deadly mass shooting that wounded Representative Gabby Giffords. 77 WABC Time Check 538. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Jacqueline Carl. Still that big problem on Long Island. You want to avoid Sunrise Highway in both directions at all costs, westbound and eastbound between North Park Avenue and Center Avenue. All lanes are closed for an accident involving a tanker truck that crashed into several buildings and caught fire. You're going to see a lot of emergency vehicles here. Long Island Railroad, we still are dealing with those delays up to 10 minutes on the Ronkonkoma branch. That because of a police investigation. Taking a look in the five boroughs, you've got some stop-and-go traffic. BQE eastbound between Hamilton Avenue and Battery Tunnel. Just a lot of people going to work. The usual stuff on the BQE. And heading over to New Jersey now, we're looking at a good ride on the Hudson River crossings inbound and outbound at the George Lincoln and Holland. Alternate side is in effect for today. And I'm Jacqueline Coral with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. And a warmer forecast for you from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, high near 44. The overnight low only dips to 42. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. There's a 20% chance of rain Late afternoon, tomorrow's high, listen to this, near 60 degrees. Right now, 32 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. New York City Mayor Eric Adams getting major pushback from top lawmakers on an effort to try to bring back New York City from the crime abyss. WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani speaks to political analyst Hank Scheinkopf on what crime means for democratic races. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is political analyst Hank Schenkoff. How are you, sir? Doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bail reform, it's a big topic again for a lot of New Yorkers in light of what happened to that 35-year-old woman who was killed by that 25-year-old suspect who was recently released for a, a very violent assault where he punched someone in the face and then coincidentally... Mayor Adams was already up in Albany to talk to top legislators there about reforming the bail reform. But it looks like Hasty and Cousins aren't budging. What can be done? What can be done? Listen, we need mandatory minimums right away for anyone caught with a gun. That'd be a good starter. You get arrested for a gun, you get convicted, you get three years, you don't get out. We also have to give judges discretion to make decisions based upon previous criminal records. If you've been arrested 7 to 12 to 15 to 20 times... How can you be let loose to commit another violent crime? Doesn't make any sense. Why aren't lawmakers willing to at least make some tweaks to the bail reform? There is a reasonable argument they have that bail has been used disproportionately, cash bail, to keep black and Latin people, people of color, in prisons or in city jails longer than is necessary. They see this as a reform. Both Hasties and Cousins are saying that bail reform is not the reason for the spike in crime we're seeing basically across the country. Legislators don't want to act, and the liberal district attorneys that have been elected, frankly, they don't care about doing anything. They're more interested, they think, in, prote- in, in rewriting the law for their own purposes. They, see, they don't see themselves as prosecutors. They see themselves as social justice uh, implementers. What do you think will happen during the midterm elections? Well, if this crime trend continues with the continued chaos and disorder, the Republicans will probably pick up 30 seats, 30 to 35 seats in the House. They may very well pick up the Senate. It's It's more likely that they will. And they're going to pick up governors and state legislators and legislatures around the country. Why? People are feel disorder. And when they feel disorder, they blame Democrats. What can be done to get New York City back on track? Clearly, Mayor Eric Adams is trying to do all the right things, yet he is facing an uphill battle at this point. 
Mayor Adams is facing an uphill battle. We've had eight years of chaos, eight years of distrust of the police, the passage of legislation that hampers police. And frankly, you know, you don't have to let police loose to do crazy things. All they're asking to do is to be allowed to do their jobs. And what happened during the de Blasio years, they were told they couldn't do their jobs. The end result is, guess what? We have chaos on our streets. We have homeless people wreaking havoc. We have people who are mentally ill who need treatment and aren't getting it. And we have a homeless industry that, frankly, provides simply housing but doesn't do much else. Way to solve it. Take the de Blasio system apart and restore some order to New York City. Well, thank you so much, political analyst Hank Shankoff, and come back anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, you too, sir. And again, this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. Thanks, Lydia. And also, we wanted to mention to you, just last week, the NYPD released crime statistics showing that crime had increased by 60% in one week in January. Compared to the same time period last year, many law enforcement experts anticipate crime to worsen as temperatures warm. It's the WABC Early News. Well, the NYPD is looking for a suspect in connection with an armed robbery on a Bronx subway train. The video is up on our website. You can take a look. WABCradio.com. Police say a 26-year-old woman was riding a northbound number four train the afternoon of January 24th. That's when a suspect threatened her with a sharp object, telling her not to move and to be quiet. The suspect ended up fleeing with the woman's wallet, exiting the subway system at East 183rd Street and Jerome Avenue. Again, you can see surveillance footage. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. The New York Post has learned that a Queens man with 167 arrests on his record was busted again this week for shoplifting from a Rite Aid on the Upper East Side. He was charged with a misdemeanor, ineligible for bail under New York State's bail reform law. But this time, the judge ordered him remanded, reasoning the suspect is a flight risk. Jamel Pringle was arrested around 8.15 Monday for allegedly stealing 48 items worth over 400 bucks from the Rite Aid at 2nd Avenue, right near East 96th Street. Manhattan criminal court judge Rachel Pauley set Pringle's bail at $5,000 cash or $10,000 bond. His arrest comes as actor Michael Rappaport caught a thief on camera robbing another Rite Aid just blocks away in the same neighborhood. This guy just filled his two bags up with everything in Rite Aid right here on 80th and 1st Avenue. He's walking down the street like is Gucci. Look at me in my face like what's good. Prosecutors from embattled District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office in Manhattan had requested bail in Pringle's case. Pringle's criminal history includes ex- is extensive. It includes one felony conviction, 88 misdemeanor convictions, and 39 failures to appear, according to Assistant DA Corey Robinson. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Justin Ellick has sports. Hey now, Deb, hey now. I do indeed have sports. I am Justin Alec here with your early news sports update. Just some ice hockey last night as all three local teams were in action. Let's begin in Newark where the Devils welcomed in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Up 3-1 to one with less than five minutes remaining in the second frame. The Devs couldn't manage to keep their foot on the gas as the Lightning would go on to score five unanswered goals and a route to a 6-3 to three win. Devs fall to 17-28 overall and are now 19 points removed from a playoff spot. 
Maybe next year, Devils fans. As for the Islanders, they didn't fare much better in Buffalo as Sabres winger Victor Olofsson buried two third-period goals to put away the Isles by a score of 6-3. to three. They sit at 11th in the Eastern Conference standings, and their playoff hopes look rather bleak as well. They'll be back at it tomorrow night at home against the Bruins. The one local bright spot on the ice this season was back on the wagon last night in the New York Rangers. They kicked off their second half with a 2-1 shootout victory at home over the, over the aforementioned Bruins. Keandre Miller netted the game winner for the Blue Shirts in the ninth round of said shootout as the Rangers now settle in to the five seed in the Eastern Conference, just four points removed from the top dog, Lightning. Rangers have the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow night at the Garden. As for uh, hardwood, hardwood futures, we get treated to a Crossborough bout between the Nets and the Knicks tonight at the Garden. That tip-off is set for a 7.30 p.m. Time here with the early news sports update. I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Spectacular! All right, how did that hay now thing get started during Bernie and Sid? Of course, we're working our way to Bernie and Sid at six. Um, you know, Deb, a lot of the things that happen on Bernie and Sid don't really have an origin story, they just kind of happen. So, and, and I think that kind of falls into that category. All right, well, stay, stay tuned <laughs> for all the fireworks coming up at six. All right. Jackal and Carl waiting patiently at the traffic desk. <laughs> I am, but you're not going to be waiting patiently if you head for Sunrise Highway. In fact, steer clear of it at all costs. Both the westbound and the eastbound side between North Park Avenue and Central Avenue has a has been closed for hours now. All lanes closed for an accident involving a tanker truck that crashed into several buildings and caught fire. You're going to see a lot of emergency vehicles here. Avoid that at all costs. Long Island Railroad, we still have delays of about 10 minutes on the Ronkonkoma branch because of a police investigation. Other mass transit is looking good, on or close to schedule. Harlem River Drive southbound between 2nd Avenue, exit 19, the Willis Avenue Bridge. Just some top stop-and-go traffic, people heading to work. Taking a look at the Hudson Valley, I don't see really any big problems going on there. Nothing reported at this point anyway. And taking a look at New Jersey, you have a good ride. Not a bad ride on the George, Lincoln, and Holland, upper and lower decks. And on the George, things are just fine there. Alternate side parking rules are in effect for today. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. That's Jacqueline and your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today, warmer, the high near 44, the overnight low only down to 42. We do have a 20% chance of rain late afternoon tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies and a high of 60. 60 tomorrow, right now. 32 degrees, clear skies in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street closed out yesterday in the green on the apparent easing of tensions over Ukraine. All three major averages gained 1% or more as Russia said it began withdrawing troops near the Ukrainian border. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 423 points, the S&P 500 rose 69, and the Nasdaq jumped 349 points. Wholesale prices accelerated again in January as strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply chain snarls continued to fuel the highest inflation in decades. The Labor Department said yesterday that its producer price index surged 9.7% in January from a year ago, slightly below the 12-year high of 9.8% notched in November and December. But in an unexpected turn, prices rose 1% in January on a monthly basis, well above the revised gain of 0.4% in December. 
President Joe Biden and Democratic lawmakers are weighing a federal gas tax holiday as prices reach record levels and the party faces an uphill battle in November's midterm election. The White House is open to the idea as it seeks to combat energy prices that are rising. The federal gas tax is 18.4 cents per gallon for standard gasoline and 24.4 cents per gallon for diesel fuel. And finally, Chipotle, known for its guacamole, could be just weeks away from an avocado supply problem after U.S. authorities unexpectedly paused imports of the popular fruit from Mexico due to a threat against plant inspectors. While Chipotle has diversified its sourcing in recent years, the chain still relies on shipments from Mexico, the main U.S. supplier of avocados for the key menu item. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. Futures down slightly this morning. The Dow down 73 points. The S&P 500 down 8.5. The Nasdaq's fallen at 22 points and holds up 30 cents an ounce. Crude up 91 cents a barrel. The WABC Early News. The White House Monday refused to be drawn into the growing controversy over claims that Hillary Clinton's allies tried to smear Donald Trump and whether Internet data collection amounted to spying. Three times, Joe Biden's principal deputy press secretary was asked whether the president had any concerns about campaigns hacking into opponents' computer systems to try and gather dirt. And three times during the White House daily briefing, Corinne Jean-Pierre referred all questions to the U.S. Department of Justice. That's something I can't speak to from this podium, so I I refer you to the Department of Justice. Is is what was described in that report monitoring Internet traffic? Is, is that spying? Again, I can't speak to that report. You, I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Generally speaking, with monitoring internet traffic, I refer you to the Department of Justice. The exchange followed that legal filing in special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the Russia investigation. It alleged that a tech executive linked to Clinton's 2016 campaign gained access to internet traffic at both Trump Tower and the White House, with the intention of collecting dirt on former President Donald Trump. Speaking of President Biden, a new civics poll reveals that only four states have a higher approval rating for the president than disapproval, Hawaii, Vermont, Massachusetts, and Maryland. None of those four states reached the 50% approval threshold. Overall, the poll shows Biden's approval rating at 34 percent to a 57 percent disapproval rating. The state with the worst results for Biden is Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, state of West Virginia, where the president has only a 16 percent approval and 79 percent disapproval. Five swing states that went blue in 2020 have approvals for Biden in the low 30s. It was revealed on Tuesday that former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo allegedly attacked a female ABC News temporary worker when she denied his proposition for sex during a lunch in his office. According to The New York Times, the accusation was made to CNN lawyers in December, hours after Cuomo was suspended for advising his brother, then New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, how to dodge his own sexual harassment accusations. The host was fired days later. Here's the younger Cuomo on his radio show back in December. Uh, It's embarrassing, but I understand it. And I understand why some people feel the way they do about what I did. I've apologized in the past. I mean, it. it's the last thing I ever wanted to do was 
compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. The report said the unnamed accuser had come forward after Cuomo was suspended from the network November 30th for allegedly helping his brother, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, try to beat back the multiple allegations that ultimately ended his political career. Andrew Cuomo stepped down back in August following State Attorney General Letitia James scathing report finding he sexually harassed 11 women, allegations he has denied all along. Families of Sandy Hook victims reached a $73 million settlement Tuesday in their lawsuit against Remington Arms. Remington manufactured the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle used to kill 20 children and six staff members in the 2012 Sandy Hook massacre. Nine families brought a class action lawsuit in 2014 against Remington Arms, which made the weapon used in the mass shooting claiming the gunmaker sought to sell the military-grade weapon to the mentally ill. Here's attorney Josh Koskoff, who represents plaintiffs in the lawsuit. So the settlement is $73 million. That's all there was. That's all there was. You really have not had, you're really in a, in a situation that's very unique when you experience something like somebody being told they're getting a certain amount of money, a lot of money, and having that hurt, having that hurt, these families, they would pay everything. They'd give it all back just for one minute. That would be true justice. Remington declared bankruptcy for the second time in 2020 due to debt from legal fees. The gun manufacturer has maintained that gunman Adam Lanza was solely responsible for the horrific tragedy. Remington had offered the families a $33 million settlement back in July of 2021, about $3.7 million per family, less than half of what ultimately will be doled out. Shooter Adam Lanza died after turning the AR-15 on himself following the Sandy Hook massacre. Well, unlike New York State, California's top health official says he anticipates being able to drop the state's controversial school mass policy within two weeks. Here's Dr. Mark Galley. He's secretary of California's Department of Health and Human Services, speaking on Fox 11 L.A. I would say uh, the message today, which I hope is clear, is today a change isn't being made. But in two weeks, confirming that the data continues to be where it is, taking the time to prepare and work with the school community and communities at large, that we anticipate making the change at that point. Other liberal-leaning states like Connecticut, Delaware, and Massachusetts have also lifted school mask mandates in recent weeks. New York's governor hasn't done it yet, but Kathy Hochul says she is considerate. She said she'll consider it again after winter break, February 21st. 77 WABC Time Check, 557. Jacqueline Carl has a look at traffic and transit. Good morning. We're starting out on Long Island. We still have that big problem. Sunrise Highway eastbound and westbound side completely shut down between North Park Avenue and Center Avenue. That because of an early morning tanker truck that crashed into several buildings, caught fire. A lot of police and EMS in the area. Just avoid Sunrise Highway. We have a brand new accident now. Southern State Parkway in the westbound side at Bayshore Road, exit 41. This one takes out the two left lanes, and already traffic is going back to exit 42. Still dealing with delays. 
delays on the Long Island Railroad of up to 10 minutes at the Ronkonkoma branch. That because of police activity and checking out the five boroughs. You do have some stop-and-go traffic on the BQE. That's normal for this time of the morning. Let's take a look at New Jersey. That's got some stop-and-go traffic northbound um, Route 1 between County Road 514, Woodbridge Avenue, and Main Street. Just a lot of stop-and-go traffic, people heading to work. Things aren't bad, though. George, Lincoln, Holland, in or outbound. Alternate side is in effect. And I'm Jacqueline Carl with your traffic on the 7s on 77 WABC. Thanks, Jacqueline. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny skies today are high near 44. Overnight, mostly cloudy skies. The low only 42. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. There's a 20% chance of rain late afternoon. And a high tomorrow near 60. Right now, right at the freezing mark in New York City, 32 degrees under clear skies. And coming up at 6 o'clock, Bernie and Sid in the morning, the best radio show here in New York City. Here's the exciting lineup today, 910. D. Snyder, if you are a fan of the heavy metal band Twisted Sister, D. Snyder, singer, songwriter, radio personality, and actor. Aaliyah Rosa with Bernie and Sid at 840. She's a former Russian spy and police officer. And at 7.40, former Congressman Peter King. And at 6.45, Ron Insana, the American finance reporter, author, and former hedge fund manager with Bernie and Sid. Again, that's at 6.45. And don't miss Lydia Reports. That's coming up at 8.25 this morning. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest coming up Monday through Friday at 9.40. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be back with us tomorrow morning for your early news, Monday through Friday, right here on 77 WABC. And, of course, it includes all your sports information, business, weather, and traffic. Sid is here to my left. Yes, good morning, Sid. All right, stay tuned. He says good morning to all our listeners. Stay with us. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.